In this episode, we talk about whether or not your memories can be trusted. Don't forget about us, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change. Big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about the fascinating concept of memory. More importantly, we're actually talking about whether or not memory can actually be trusted because the truth is it's a lot more flexible than I think we all realize. So this is going to be a really good conversation, especially when we get into the part about how the flexibility of our memory affects our ability to improve our lives. So stick around for that. But before we jump into it, if you've ever wanted to create your own podcast or if you already have a podcast and want to grow your audience, then listen up. Over the last three and a half years, I've taken this podcast from an idea in my journal to nearly 10 million downloads and multiple top rankings all over the world. But it wasn't easy. Now I want to show you exactly how I did it so that you can skip the learning curve and grow your own podcast faster. I call it Sparkology and it's a digital platform where my team and I provide education, resources, and community to help you find your voice, create your podcast, and attract your perfect listener. It's kind of like college for podcasters. By joining, you'll get access to the best digital courses, resources, and community designed to help you become a rock star podcaster. If you're interested, membership costs $59 per month, but you can get started right now for just $1 and test out the platform for the next seven days. That's $1 for a seven-day trial of Sparkology. So if you're ready to start your podcast or take your podcast to the next level, head over to www.sparkology.co slash tiny leaps and sign up for just $1 today. That's www.sparkology.co slash tiny leaps, www.sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. So memory, is it actually reliable? Well, the truth is human memory is fickle. And it can be easily altered, forgotten, or overwritten. And I know that's not what you want to hear. You don't want to hear that all the things you remember from your childhood might not be real. That's kind of a scary thought. Um, But the truth is our memory is not as powerful and it's not as solid as we all think it is. Often, if someone presents an idea to us with the right combination of confidence, tiny facts, and trust, we'll just accept it and we'll start to rewrite our own memory of the situation because this person was so confident about it. It casts doubt in our minds about the thing that we have in our memory. And that tiny sliver of doubt opens a window, opens a doorway for 
the memory to start being altered and overwritten. And it happens all the time. There's very famous case studies of this happening in trials where witnesses are actually not that reliable. Eyewitnesses in a, a trial, eyewitness testimony is not all that valuable in a lot of situations because anything can alter the memory. Police questioning, whether or not they ask the right questions in the right way, affects the witness's memory. What time of day it was can affect the witness's memory. What they were doing at the time, how far away were they? All of these things affect the memory because the, the less detailed the memory is, the more we need to recreate it. And additionally, we tend to want to think positively of the things and the people that we have positive associations with. And this is why we often misremember what our behavior was actually like. We want to think that we did well. So we conveniently paid over, paint over the evidence that we didn't, right? Like we go through the day, we've got a budget in our mind and we want to stick to it. And so we just kind of conveniently forget all those little transactions we made that went over budget, because our memory wants us to be positive in our mind, right? We want to have positive thoughts of ourselves in our mind. So we just conveniently paint over it. No big deal. Now, in an article written for Psychology Today, Ken Eisold, I hope I said his name right, he's a PhD, writes, quote, we tend to think that memories are stored in our brains just as they are in computers. Once registered, the data is put away for safekeeping and eventual recall. The facts don't change. But neuroscientists have shown that each time we remember something, we are reconstructing the event, reassembling it from traces throughout the brain. Psychologists have pointed out that we also suppress memories that are painful or damaging to self-esteem. We could say that as a result, memory is unreliable. We could also say it is adaptive, reshaping itself to accommodate the new situations we find ourselves facing. Either way, we have to face the fact that it is flexible. End quote. Memory is no doubt one of the most important requirements to function in today's society or any society, quite frankly. Memory is the thing that allows us to be present. The fact that we remember the past chronologically allows for the present to exist. Without that, it's very difficult to place yourself, to place the people around you, to keep track of how the world is working in relation to you. And that very quickly breaks down and makes it very difficult for you to function. So it's incredibly, incredibly important. And when we're trying to improve our lives, we need to track data. We need to understand our behavior. We need to know what's going on with ourselves so that we know where to improve. But if our memory is quote unquote flexible, that makes it really difficult to do so. So what can we do about this? Well, basically, we need to find better tools 
And so the four main things I'm going to recommend to you to help you get through this, to help you rely less on that flexible memory of yours. Number one, write it down. If it's something important, write it down. Get it out of your head and onto something that isn't flexible. Because guess what? If it's in a computer, it's there. Exactly what you said, probably timestamped. It's there. Now, the computer might crash and it might get deleted. Like those things happen. Don't get me wrong. But it's not going to change, right? What was written won't be altered slightly because the computer has to recreate it. It's there and it's, it's, there's the, the, you have the receipts if you write it down. If you write it on paper, you have the receipts. It is there. Number two is share it with someone. The more you say it, the, the more it solidifies in your own mind. So purely for your own memory, for your own ability to connect with the idea, just share it with somebody. But more importantly, that person can then help you recall it if you do forget, if you do start to alter it a little bit. Just share it with that person. And now you have two minds recreating it. And there's a much more, uh, there's a higher likelihood that you're going to be accurate. Number three, be a pessimist. Now, I know that doesn't sound that, um, that doesn't sound like the right move. But being a pessimist is sometimes a good thing because we tend to be optimistic about our ability to remember. We tend to be optimistic about our own memory. But if we can recognize that we probably won't and we can be pessimistic about our own ability to remember the thing, we're more likely to do one of the other two things, like writing it down or talking to somebody. And then finally, just don't worry about it. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal. All you need to worry about is the fact that you are showing up every day, that you are doing something Whether you misremember this detail or you alter this, it's fine. Just show up and do something. So I hope you found this helpful. Be sure to click subscribe wherever you are consuming this if you haven't already. I've been Greg Clunas. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.